Okay, tell me if you remember this. Whoever does not take up the cross and follow me is not worthy of me. Only those who lose their life will find it. That's Jesus speaking to us from the gospel lesson we heard just two weeks ago. And now today we hear him saying, come to me and I will give you rest. For my yoke is easy and my burden is light. I don't know about you, but that sounds to me like a problem. How are we to reconcile these two statements? On the one hand, we have Jesus telling us that the life of faith requires following a road that is marked by self-denial and by sacrifice as we carry the heavy load of the cross. And at the same time, we have Jesus telling us that the life of faith follows a path of gentleness and rest as we labor under a light and easy yoke. Now, what are we to make of that disparity? Is Jesus talking out of both sides of his mouth here? And how does the way that we make sense of those words affect our experience of the life of faith? Can we somehow respond to both of those invitations? Or is it one or the other? One of the things we need to do when we take account of any passage from the scriptures is the broader context within which that passage is situated. It is always, always, always dangerous to look at a biblical passage apart from its original context because oftentimes the meaning of the passage will immediately depend upon the context within which that passage is situated. Anytime we read a particular part of the scriptures without paying attention to what's going on around that particular part of scripture, we run the risk of serious misunderstanding. One of my colleagues used to like to say, if you take a text out of its context, you're left with a con. <laughs> Not wrong. And that is very much the case here. The context is very important for helping us identify what Jesus means when he says that the yoke that he offers is easy and the burden that he gives us is light. To us, that statement almost sounds something like a fable. It's a nice little moralistic saying intended to communicate a simple spiritual truth. Almost sounds like something you might see on a Hallmark card, which right away should tip us off. Let's not go that way. <laughs> Those who heard Jesus speak those words would have understood what he said in a very particular way. In Jesus' day and age, young Jewish men who wanted to learn more about the faith and practice of Israel would attach themselves to a teacher. They would find a rabbi whose interpretation of the law sparked their imagination, and then they would follow that rabbi around, listening to that rabbi's teaching and observing his behavior and his example, and basically they would try to pattern their lives after the life of their rabbi. And if they were lucky, their rabbi would notice their dedication and would accept them as a disciple. And those who followed their rabbis around, learning their ways, were said to be yoked to their teachers. And some rabbis were known as being very austere and very demanding. Other rabbis were known for being a bit more flexible, a bit more permissive in their approach to Jewish law. 
And there were even two rabbis who lived during the first century around the time of Jesus who exemplified those two approaches. Shammai, on the one hand, was a rabbi who was known for the strictness of his interpretation of the law and his, his insistence that Jews keep themselves apart from pagans. Hillel, on the other hand, was a rabbi who was known for his more flexible interpretation of the law and his willingness to make accommodations for those who weren't Jewish. And being a student of Shammai meant laboring under a different yoke than did being a student of Hillel's. So now along comes Rabbi Jesus, and the question is, what kind of a teacher is he? What kinds of demands can those who want to follow him and pattern their lives after him expect from him? Come to me, all you that are weary and are carrying heavy burdens, for my yoke is easy and my burden is light. Jesus' original listeners would have understood that what he was doing was not just spouting off some abstract aphorism about life in general or even about spirituality. He was making a statement that was intended to communicate something very concrete about his approach to the question of Jewish identity and Jewish faith and Jewish law. His listeners would have understood that when he referred to laying down heavy burdens, he was talking about interpretations of the law that did more to separate people from God than help draw people closer to God. So his teaching, his yoke, in other words, was one that was designed to draw people in a particular direction, one that was aimed at helping them to come to know God better in their lives. Now, what this did not mean is that Jesus is saying that his yoke is easy and his burden is light because he came to set aside the demands of the law and the prophets. So it's anything goes for Rabbi Jesus. It's tempting for us at this point to think that what Jesus is doing is contrasting his light and easy approach to a kind of hard legalism. Maybe he's aligning himself with the more permissive teaching of Rabbi Hillel over and against the teachings of Rabbi Shammai. I don't think that's what he's doing. He is not saying that the law and the prophets are unimportant or that his interpretation of the law and the prophets is any less demanding than anyone else's. Think back here to the Sermon on the Mount. What he is saying is that the law and the prophets, the faith and practice of Israel point to him. The light and easy yoke to which he refers has everything to do with the way that he himself helps us make sense of the law and the prophets. Apart from him, the law and the prophets are the occasion for endless debate and bitter wrangling. Who's right, Shammai or Hillel? Straight and narrow or wide and winding? Who knows? That kind of uncertainty leads to intractable disagreements that themselves result in heavy burdens. How do I know that this is the way that leads to life? How do I know that this is the path that will take me closer to God? How do I know I'm being a faithful person? How do I know that my rabbi is right? Jesus says, read the law and the prophets in light of me, and you will understand what they really mean.
all the pieces will fall into place. Come to me and learn from me a way of seeing and a way of knowing and a way of understanding that will enable you to recognize God's faithfulness to Israel, proclaimed in both the law and the prophets, both of which are now fulfilled in me. Jesus is himself the vindication of the wisdom of God, a wisdom that is disclosed in the law and proclaimed by the prophets, both of which are now fulfilled. Now that helps us make sense of the other part of this morning's gospel, the part where Jesus says, no one knows the Father except the Son, and anyone to whom the Son chooses to reveal him. The question of how we know God and how we draw near to God is something that Jesus is trying to address by describing himself as the one in whom and through whom all of God's promises to Israel and all of God's promises to the nations and to the world are fulfilled and find their meaning. Jesus himself is our rest. Jesus himself is our peace. The wisdom of God manifest in the law and the prophets and God's promises to Israel are now vindicated in the life and the ministry of this one rabbi. In other words, Jesus is saying, come to me because this is the way that leads to life. Now, how does that reading of our gospel bear on the problem that we identified a few minutes ago? The problem of the apparent tension between the unwielding weight of the cross and the promise of a light and easy yoke. Which is it going to be? Part of the problem that we have with resolving that tension has to do with our assumption that it has to be one or the other. It's very difficult for us to understand how something can simultaneously be both a hard and heavy cross while at the same time being a light and easy load. But that, I suggest, is precisely how we should think about it. The life of faith requires us to carry the burden of the cross even as we celebrate the freedom that God gives to us in Christ. It is not one or the other. It's not even one sometimes and the other other times. It's both at the same time. And it's both at the same time, all the time. And right now you're probably thinking, well, that doesn't even make sense. <laughs> but think for just a minute about how hard it is sometimes to do what it is that Jesus invites us to do. Jesus calls us to put down our heavy burdens and to take up the yoke of freedom that God gives to us in him. He invites us to give up the hardship and the frustration that usually results from bearing heavy burdens and instead he offers us a way that is marked by gentleness and peace. But more often than not, we prefer the hard way. We don't want to give up our burdens. We cling to the very things that bring us the most hardship. We cling to the things that bring us the most frustration, the most suffering. We nurture disappointment. We take pride in the wrongs that are done to us and we wear our scars with an air of mournful dignity. Our burdens 
make us feel important. And eventually we begin to identify ourselves in terms of our burdens and we don't have time for those who don't take our burdens as seriously as we do. And why? We refuse to put down our spiritual burdens because we think that somehow carrying them makes us better people. We labor under the illusion that holding on to our heavy load somehow makes us more righteous or more spiritual or more insightful or more responsible or whatever than other people. This is something Paul was talking about in the reading we heard from Romans today. And because we refuse to put down the load, we find it hard to join in the work that Jesus himself is doing, the work of carrying the cross for the purpose of redeeming the world. We find it hard to forgive, and therefore we find it hard to be forgiven. We find it hard to practice the kind of freedom and the peace that Jesus offers. And eventually, we find ourselves going through life with gritted teeth, just trying to get by, barely holding on. What we're really doing when we live like that is trying to attain some measure of self-righteousness. We are trying to measure up either to our own expectations or the expectations of those around us. And when we feel we get pretty close to that standard, we think, oh, I'm almost there. We feel pretty good about ourselves and we add a measure of pride to our burden. When we fall short, we feel disappointed or frustrated, but we still feel pretty good about ourselves because at least we meant well, at least we tried, and we resolve to keep trying. The problem with that kind of life is that it revolves around us, and we become too caught up in our own sense of well-being that we are unable to see ourselves from any objective perspective we become the measure and the meaning of our lives. And we end up becoming a burden to ourselves. Today, Jesus offers us another way. Come to me, all you who are confused by what you see in your life and what you see in the world. Learn to see your life and learn to see the world in the way that I will show you. Learn to see your life in me, and you will find the pieces falling into place. Come to me, all of you who are tired of not making the grade. Come to me, all you who are weary of always having one more stupid mountain to climb. Come to me, all of you who have grown tired with your inability to live the life that you would really like to live. Come to me, and I will give you rest. Throw off the yoke of your own false expectations and take up the gentle yoke of forgiveness and grace that I will offer you. Come to me and I will give you rest and you will share with me in the work of redeeming this world. There are a lot of tired people in this world. There's probably a lot of tired people in this room. But thanks be to God that through Jesus we are now yoked to a rabbi who promises us rest and peace. 
If we are to live the freedom that he offers, then we must learn to put down the loads that we insist on carrying. And when we do that, then we will be better able to help others do the same. St. Paul wrote to the Galatians, bear one another's burdens, and in this way you will fulfill the law of Christ. As Jesus did for us, we are called to do for one another. So let us pray for the grace to accept the gift of rest and the gift of freedom that God gives to us in Jesus. And then let us offer to others the freedom that he gives us in his service and to the glory of his name. Amen.